Welcome in, everybody, to the Saturday night show. Feeling pretty cool outside tonight. And just want to say, blessed be to everyone. Hope you somewhere safe or you at work and you being safe. A lot of things been happening. A lot of people seen them big floods we had. Even in the city area, Snooks on Linda is still closed. Because I went by the other day to get ready to go get my mama something. And they was telling everybody we pulled up on the lot. They're closed. So no Snooks on Linda. Believe it or not, Walgreens is still open, though. Walgreens on Linda still open? Mm-hmm. That's good. They're the only 24-hour one in town. Are they? That's what you told me. I think it's one in the county, maybe. In the city, I think they're the only one. Yeah. Because I think Walgreens in the city is 24-hour. I think that is the only one. I think the last one that left will be in the county, I believe. Well, I know some of the counties that's probably 24 hours. But make a long story short, so as we go into this Saturday night, it is our sci-fi, our, uh, oh, yes, our sci-fi night, and conspiracy night. What a damn shame that happened in the world of sci-fi this week. What happened? Bernard Cribbins died. Well, refresh everybody. What was he, what movies did he make? He was Wilfred Mott in Doctor Who. No, I was asking, what did he die? When? The 27th of this month. You say, who was he in Doctor Who? Wilfred Mott. Wilfred Mott. The grandfather of regular companion oh. Donna Noble. <laughs> Old dude. Uh, I know you ain't talking about the original Doctor Who. No, he's been dead for ages. Uh -huh. No, he's just um, Donna's grandpa oh, from okay. the from the tenth Doctor era. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like, hold on, now. let me get let me get on track. So he wasn't one of the main characters. He wasn't necessarily a main character, but he uh, a lot of people liked him. Hmm. He was also in a Doctor Who film during the first Doctor's tenure called Daleks Invasion of Earth 2150 AD. He played Tom Campbell. Ah, okay, okay. So he's been multiple people in Doctor Who. Well, rest in peace to a great actor of great British movies and show. I love Doctor Who. Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Jim Baker. Jim Baker. Two of my favorite doctors. And then the one between the two of them, which was kind of weird. Because everybody used to think that that was Tom Baker's bro. I'm like, no, look at his hair. Tom and his brother had curly hair, and the other one didn't. Oh, were they cousins? No, they. Good question. No, I, I don't even think they were related. I don't think they were related either. They might not have even been related. Yeah, because it was a fat chick. They wasn't related. Interesting. They didn't share the What's same name, basically. But weirdly enough, they look very similar. One was just shorter than the other one. Jim was shorter than Tom. But again, if you pull them pictures up, they could have been brothers because they look like brothers, like images. That's why people you think they were brothers. Here you go, Matt. But like I said, the Doctor Who's was a great, great series and still going, believe it or not. Then I heard down they have a black doctor coming up. Yep. Shuti Gatwa will play the 14th doctor. We went from all the old British doctors to a female doctor. And now we're going to our first black doctor. Pretty soon it's going to be an Asian, probably a Middle Eastern doctor. I remember someone made a joke saying Kevin Hart would be the doctor. Oh, really? Yeah. No. That'd be like Will Smith being in the Matrix as Neo. 
Thank God Keanu Reeves took that role and he turned it down for Wild Wild West. If Kevin Hart were the doctor, they'd have to rebuild the TARDIS to be about the height of the speaker. Herfo. <laughs> yeah, he makes jokes about it. It's cool. It's all right when the short people do it, but tall people, you know, they take that to a friend sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. harm. No harm, man, Kevin. <laughs> I like Kevin Hart. He's cool. Oh no, he's funny as hell all the time. I seen one movie he was in. I can't remember the name, but it was that one where he went back to high school. Oh, uh, night school. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, when that old girl beat the crap out of him. <laughs> that was funny as hell. <laughs> he ended up back in the same school where his mater D was also studying. <laughs> Well, not to mention, remember he played in all of the movies with Ice Cube, Ride Along. The Ride Along movies, yeah. Man, he was just destroyed in those movies. And, of course, you can't forget the third and fourth installments of the Scary Movie franchise. Mm-hmm. Which was still kind of scary seeing Kevin Hart in that movie. Yeah. Playing a very, very hype man, but in reality... When they did the the Breakback Mountain thing, that kind of threw me out a little bit. And I know Anthony was like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, that was a scary movie franchise. And then scary movie, you know, the Waynes brothers were running things. And then they got brought out by the other guys who just totally changed it. And that would be right when Kevin Hart came into that one. Because you had Leslie Nielsen. It was no longer about, you know, the two brothers, Marlon and Sean. It was more about Sydney then because she became the number one character. And Charlie Sheen and his brother. Who, what is his brother's name? I never could remember his name. Whose brother? Uh, Charlie Sheen's brother in the movie. Emilio Estevez. No, no, no. I know that brother. I know his real brother. Oh. I remember he, oh, uh, in the movie. Yeah, because remember, Emilio kept her. I know it's the same guy that was in the other two with him, but I can't remember his name. Scary movie five. Scary movie five. It was five and four. Because four was when they took, when the aliens came. Oh, yeah, that was three. That was three. Trying to remember what they called. I think four was zombies. Yeah, wasn't it then? Yeah. But uh, we trying to think of who the actor is that played oh, the brother. Somebody's actual name. Yeah, it's a Charlie Shane. Remember the rap scene where he went up against Fat Joe? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got me because he was like, whoever has the the SUV outside, you got parked on top of somebody. <laughs> I was like, say what? And then he was like, yes, I'm number one. Yeah, me, me. And then he threw the hood on his head, threw his hands up, and everybody like, oh, heck no. Nah. Ain't heard ever ran that he, boy out of there. Then he did like the, the fake wave to the crowd. Dude, the hood. Yeah, I know. I'm in the hood. <laughs> his name was Simon Rex. Simon Rex. All right. Weird name. Yeah. I don't know why. You decided to come down? Oh, no wonder he's Dutch. His original last name was Cut, right? Yeah, we are. We're gone here. Come on down. Huh. So that's interesting. His government last name is Cut, right? Cut, right. This means that he's descended from a man named Sebastian Cut, right? He came to America in about 1615. I only know this because I myself am also a descendant, and so is Nancy Cartwright, Bishop Hart Simpson. Uh-oh, we got royalty. Everybody whose name is Cartwright or any variation of that in the United States today is a descendant of Sebastian Cartwright. So where is your inheritance at? Nowhere. That was 400 years ago. <laughs> you better call your cousin. Hey, cuz. There wasn't even any money left. They spent all of that colonizing Brazil for the Dutch. Oh, well, no line <laughs> All right, folks. So, again, it was crazy. But now, you know, somebody brought this real good conspiracy up to me tonight. They was like, so who's to say that jackpot that got up to all that money really was going to go out to anybody? Because for a while, it was like, 
excuse me, nobody had the winning ticket. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody in Chicago, Illinois, popped up with the winning ticket. And yep. then they they had all the numbers. Was it all five numbers? I think it was all five numbers. And the ball. And the ball. So yeah, they got that one ticket that was worth. And get this: due to Illinois state laws, that one point two eight billion after tax becomes four hundred million dollars. You lose damn near a billion dollars paying taxes for that billion is something you just want. Say what? Yeah. In Chicago, Illinois. Yep. That's how much the state takes out according to how much you want. Uh, what else they need? Fucking another dollar won't hurt. What are you going to do? You know how Chicago play. So you mean to tell me he, he's only going to get $400 million. Out of $1.3 billion. That's robbery. Unless he took the payoff. Now he might have took the cash out. I saw an episode of The Daily Show <laughs> pertaining to this. He said something really funny. The idea of a lottery. They always say like taxes are unfair and they don't play the lottery. Like the idea of a billion dollars going to somebody. It's like, yeah, that's fair. But then someone says we're giving a billion dollars to the school. And it's like, fuck the state. <laughs> Well, you got to look at it, folks. To me, it's kind of crazy because of a simple fact. When it comes down to it, here, put that over there. When it comes down to it, and we're playing Lavari, because I was doing my calculations for Missouri. So it told me that if I won the lottery and I took the payout, I would still have a nice amount of money because Missouri is not crazy like everybody else is. I guess I'm like, but they say Missouri ain't as crazy as everybody else is, so I would still have have some money. Now, that ain't bad. But when you just told me that they're going to take a billion dollars of this man's money. Yep. He wanted it expressed, and the IRS gets theirs. And then if the winner's already above the poverty line, that's another big chunk out of it. It's amazing. Okay. And you still got to pay taxes the next year. On what you got. Wow. By this time next year, that $1.3 billion is going to probably be in the ballpark of 100 mil. Unless you're smart. Right. Because, see, me personally. Put it in crypto. That and I would buy into every big stock I could think of. I'm going GM, most, a lot of shares, Ford, a lot of shares, every satellite company every technology company i can think of i'll be broke but rich because all my assets would be in stocks and crypto and the reason why i say that because guess what government you can't regulate crypto so guess what there'll be some taxes that you i mean you can collect on the cryptocurrency but you can't collect on the money that i stuck in crypto so just a few guidelines and just saying this, but let's get to this conspiracy. So the comment was made, if they win, they already know that they feel it's a scam. Like they know there's not a winning ticket out there. They just tell people it's a winning ticket. But if you win, I mean, there is really no winner. And they make the jackpot seem big to keep making people invest in the money. Because have you really heard anything from those past winners? They win, you see their name, and they disappear. And I'm sorry, if you win in millions of dollars, I'm pretty sure your name is going to be somewhere out there. So what happens to these winners? Good question. I think they buy an island or something. <laughs> no, I think that some of these winners are forecastic winners. People where they just create names. Because if you know, you don't never see a picture. Oh, I get it. It's to keep the stereo going. Hey, Derek, Derek, if you play this number, I give you $1,000. Hey, next guy, $1,000 if you play this number. So by the time all y'all done played this number, and we're talking millions of people all over in every city, every state, playing this money for this dollar, how much do you think that one pot is going to be? Hundreds of millions. 
All right. And then you turn right back around and say, hey, one person is going to win this money. Now you got people buying five and six and ten tickets at a dollar. Next thing you know, oh, guess what? Nobody won. Jackpot goes up. Now people getting hungry. It's like that slot machine. You put that coin in. Ooh, ooh, two cherries in the in the orange. Dang, two cherries in the orange. Dang, two oranges in a cherry. Dang, oh, it's gonna hit this time. It's gonna hit this time. And you constantly keep feeding it. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit. And guess what? You done went through a whole thousand dollars waiting on that machine to hit. And then Joe Smoke come up, drop one coin in, and dang. Hit the jackpot. Now you mad because he just took all your money that you just fed in the shame. I remember one time my uncle, he said he wasted an entire day in Vegas. He put $50 worth of quarters into the slot machine. And on that very last quarter, he won exactly $50. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Really, I'll tell you something here home. Y'all granny went to the casino one night. Called me at 2 o'clock in the morning. I answered the phone. I said, yeah, what's, who's this? He's like, Joe, you're going to be mad at me. Well, a.k.a. Jay, you're going to be mad at me. I'm like, what's wrong, ma? You okay? She's like, no, I'm not okay. I'm like, what you do? She's like, can you come get me? So I'm thinking that my mama wants to go to the emergency room because she has me come get it. No, she didn't creeped off to the casino with her friends. It's the first of the month. She goes to the casino with her whole check back then was like, I think it was like $500, $600. This is before they started going up and up. My mama called and told me she spent her whole disability check at the casino. Because on the first, she, she cashed one check, and then she got her check on the third, equaling up to around 600 or something. My mama called me and told me she lost every dime. And it wasn't hours. She lost all this money in maybe 45 minutes. Matter of fact, I give my mom a benefit of doubt. I even give her, let's just say we'll push it to maybe two hours. Either way, I don't know exactly what time she got down there and what time she actually realized she blew all that money. But the thing is, she called me. I go down there. My mama got her head down in shame. And that's when she first started going to places to get loans. And I think to myself, like, wow, that slot machine got you just that quick. Because my mama don't play the tables. No, she plays the slots. And back then, the president, because it was the president, and the casino queen, they gave you these little long trays with coins in it. 50 cent pieces, quarter pieces, dollar pieces. And then they went over to the paper dollar, so you could go ahead and play it on the paper dollar. And then they got rid of cash all together and started doing the little slot papers. Now you put cash in, but your winners come out on this sheet of paper that's printed out. And you go up to the collection booth, pick up your money. What is this, Chuck E. Cheese? I got to bring my tickets to the counter to get the, the air guitar. Oh, they got better than that. They came up with a machine that cashes it out for you. Amazing. But here's the thing, though. I know this. People would win like two or $300. Go put it right into that machine and get, I mean, go, they win two or $300, put the card, the little slip in the machine. They get the cash because it gives you back cash. And then they go right back and sit down at the slot machine again. And they just do this all night. It's like a robot. All you see is chink, 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 chink. The one-armed bandit. The one-armed bandit. It robbed you so quick. You even know it's robbing you. And you still go back. Because you just know that you're going to beat it. You're going to laugh in that machine's face. It's a machine. Surely the next time it will be right. It's a machine. It has no feelings. Seriously. You think the slot machine is upset with you because you win. 
It doesn't care. It has no feelings. It's like the Catholic faith mixed in with the pagan belief. We're going to steal it, and you're not going to know why we're stealing it, but we're going to put our own label on it. Like, seriously, how can you steal a whole religion and put your own stamp on it? Oh, never mind. They did it. <laughs> they stole the pagan's belief and put the Christian belief over it. And then they went after the Muslims and the Jews and stole pieces of theirs. It's a good thing. This is a conspiracy, so I just bought a whole conspiracy. But, folks, what I really want to do is bring up this. So I tried to binge watch Strangest Things. So as I was watching Strangest Things, and I was Stranger Things, and I was binge watching it, I kept noticing these little weird freak mats in there. And for a while, I was very confused. Like, wow, y'all kids are fighting Russians and aliens or demons or monsters, whatever you want to call them. And these are kids taking on these very, very big adult things. And what would make most kids pee their pants and, like, go crazy, these kids actually strive at it. And got good at knowing how to beat these things. I have never seen kids take on a Russian army, but they did. They took on aliens or demons, whatever they are. They took on the Demogorgon. And then the killer part is they took on the government. Oh, yeah. Remember the secret society that was chasing the blonde haired man who started all the experiments? So, I'm sorry. These kids were doing, like, some grown folks type fighting. Oh, yeah. And not one of them busted a gun. That's what's really crazy. Not a single one of them. Welcome to suburbia. Welcome to having some psychopathic girl who can sit here and make things. Yeah. Telepathy. Very strong when she threw that car in that mall and knocked all them soldiers out. When it comes down to it, Stranger Things gets a vote of, okay, it's cool. Got to get used to it. And you do seriously want to start off at the first chapter. Because if you don't, you will get lost in it. So I will give you folks that. That is a pretty good one. Another good one is I went back to watching Star Trek Discovery. Another good one. You know, it lives up to the Star Trek. People, somebody, I was in line talking to a young lady, and I noticed that her wallet had the symbol of the Federation. I said, Trekkie, huh? And she said, what would you say? I said, you're a Trekkie. She's like, oh, yeah, I love Star Trek. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, I went back to watching Discovery, you know, because I kind of dropped off a little bit. I was doing studyings on some other stuff, and she was like, "Yeah, but somebody says it's too political." I'm like, "Well, look at Star Wars. That's based on the samurai. They wear long garments, which like samurai do. Their swords are or actually uh, tangs, or another word for it. Uh, what's another word for a samurai sword? Uh, katana. Katana." So, yeah. And then what do the laser swords look like? Oh, yeah. So, it's, and they'll actually tell you, if you go back and look at it, they literally tell you that they did use stuff from the samurai. Why do you think all of the high leaders all were like the Jedi Knights? Look at what they're wearing. They're wearing samurai, samurai, samurai material. Then not to mention the Phantom Menace, the red guy with the horns in the face, that's a Japanese mask. So yes, it was based off of the Japanese culture. Very smart conspiracy because people never knew that. They're like, oh man, it must be based off the Marine Corps. No, that would be Starship Troopers. That is based off the Marine Corps. 
Why do you think they say more meat for the grinder? They always go in first. Roughneck 277645. Those are Marine calls all day long. So that's why Starship Trooper is based off Marine. Infantry, they kind of mix Marine Corps in with the Army, but true enough, there are Space Marines. So just keep in mind when you get to watching these shows, look at the underline of what they're saying. The underline is we base it off real life things, you just don't realize it. Uh, what time is it? Break time. Yeah, we can go in the break. All right, take us in the break. Sorry about that, folks. Don't want to overrun. Okay, now why am I not getting any Okay, seriously, why am I not getting any sound? I'm gonna need it to like me. Hey Mo, can you hear anything? Why the fuck does it keep doing this? I hate this shit so much. Oh yeah, I got a bunch of that. Yeah, I got you. They pull it off and I open the door. Yeah, I'm unpairing and pairing it. And nothing's fucking happening. What? Mm-hmm. I made a pinky ring. It actually fits on my <laughs> So now I can finally, I finally figure out a way of making them all work. Buddy and buddy is all right, man. Uh, it ain't time. Right. You gotta know when it's time. Maybe if I. Oh no, I'm trying to find out why the fuck I'm not getting any sound. I've already. I mean, while you're tweaking with this. I'm going to try to Yeah, 
Everybody to the show. Welcome back. I hope you, uh, sorry about, well, let me apologize. Sorry about the music issues, but, you know, we was trying to get everything connected. I don't know what it is with this damn thing. But Master Dixon is doing his best, and we're going to roll with that, okay? Don't go crazy. It happens. Keep getting, you know me, I'm a very understanding, and I want you never to stress out over things, you know. Stuff will happen. But... For everybody who is tuning in and listening to us, I want to thank you for hanging out with us. Your boy, Big J, I always believe in a few firm, prerogative things. One being that we as a people need to be more understanding of things. And even when we are sitting here and we look at everyday life and we try to understand what people really see, and a lot of people sit here and look into things like Stranger Things and stuff like that. And they like, oh, okay, well, maybe that might be cool. So they'll sit there and watch it and, you know, like I did, try to binge watch it. Some people sit here and try to find a new show to watch. Like I said, Discovery is good. When you want to go back to some old school shows, even the Twilight Zone. Can't miss any of them old classic shows, but I will tell you this. <coughs> Whatever you choose to sit back and watch, you should sit back and really take your time and enjoy it. Because what's the use of watching something? You're not going to take your time. Everybody tell you, if I sit back and watch The Matrix, oh, dude, I am in The Matrix. I am wrapped up. And I will sit there, and I know every line. But when I'm watching it, it's like I'm watching it for the first time. So what most people should do is like I do. Enjoy your movie. Enjoy your show. Sit back there and really get into it. See what you might miss the first thousand times you've seen it. I don't know, Dex. What's one of your favorite shows that you like on sci-fi? Uh, one that I've been into as of late is this one that came out last year on CBS. It borders like kind of on sci-fi and supernatural, and it's also incredibly funny. It's called Ghosts. It's about a woman who inherits a house. She falls and hits her head, and suddenly she can see the ghosts of everybody who's died there. And it is it is hilarious. Hmm. That sounds like the ghost whisperer a little bit. So she was born with a gift. Yeah. I was thinking a little bit of that too. So, ghost folks, that's a good show. All right. Uni, what's a good show that you've been watching? Oh, I have multiple from Stranger Things as you were speaking earlier all the way up to um, the Bureau of Magical Things. Oh, I love that. I don't know why, but those Australian kids, they really, they're done now. Really? But I do recommend go through your sci-fi, go through your thrillers on Netflix, on Paramount Plus. We're not sponsored. But they have a bunch of good shows, even on Hulu occasionally. All I have to do is just watch movies and watch my child. I should get paid for this. Yeah. All right. What about you, young lady? What have you been watching? I haven't really been watching too much of anything. I've been watching um, uh, this Night Watch. It's not really sci-fi. It's more of like a bunch of people getting help. Like ambulance, fire trucks, stuff like that. All right, all right. It's on A&E. 
I'm on those so. Okay, so we're looking at sort of like ER emergency. 911. Okay. I like 911. That's a pretty good show. I'm going to next episode. You know, I used to have to be made to watch uh, This Virus Kill Me. Uh, the other one was called Pill Popper. I mean, uh, not Pill Popper. Uh, Pimple Popper. Dr. Yeah, that's my mama's favorite show. Horrible. Then I had to watch terror stories from the ER. All these words. So. And I would see her and be subjected to this. And I was like, oh my God. I even fooled myself by watching Scrubs to get me off of. Mm -hmm. All of those other shows because oh god, Scrubs! I love Scrubs. I used to watch that. My cousin Roger, he taught the guy that made the show Scrubs how to do film, and he helped work on the pilot with him. See me, guy. I got stuck watching because it. So Scrubs is based on. Uh, Trying to think what that TV show was. ER? Yeah, it was ER. Scrubs is based on ER. I still can't believe old dude got his own game show after that. Yep, Scrubs is based on ER, and I was made to watch ER all the time. And then when I started watching Scrubs, I'm like, yes, JD. Oh, I need JD. JD makes it for me because I'm sorry, he is just so incompetent. But then he becomes real and serious. And then he has his best friend, Turk, who is like his role model. That's the one with the game show. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> but remember, they was just doing a commercial about, was it Charter or AT&T? Some type of internet where they like. I remember they were all in it. I can't remember which streaming service it was. I know that I want whatever it is, though. With the guys on the right? Oh, it's still there. Okay. But yeah, folks, so like I say, it's just kind of fun and crazy to think about it because you're watching a show that's a parody of a show, like Scary Movie, a parody of Scream. Shriek, I know what you did last summer. A parody of Scary Movie. And screen. I, I read the book, and then I know. Uh, I read the other one about the twin sister. How she had like go to sleep, and mom promised to go to see her other twin. Oh my god! It's no, like it's about the same author. It's really good. Oh wow! See, now we got some books in there too, folks. Sci-fi ain't just gotta be about movies. It can be about good books. I mean, Harry Potter is based on what books? Books. Underworld books. <laughs> So every major movie that you got pretty much is based off of some type of a book. There's even sci-fi music. Yep, sci-fi music, different things to tune into to check out, enjoy your time. There's a really good band called Technical Difficulties out there. They make Star Wars-based folk music. That sound like Weird Al. Long, long time ago. In the galaxy four, four away. Don't own copyrights to that. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I don't know. It's just, I love Weird Al music. I'm sorry. I'm a Weird Al fanatic. Weird Al is great. I sit here and listen to FBI and Realm 4 all day long. Well, it's called Foyo, but he's talking about Realm Foyo. And then I sit and go from talking about Realm 4 to talking about aliens and government conspiracies. <laughs> And then ties it back into the foil. I'm sorry, guy. I love this guy. The only guy I know that can actually successfully take a real song, twist it to make it sound like the real song, and get away with it. And it's funny. But he makes it sound like it belongs there. Exactly. You know that party in the USA? It's called party in the CIA. I remember one time Kurt Cobain went on record saying, you haven't made it in the music industry until there's a Weird Al spoof of it. 
I remember Michael Jackson giving Weird Al a bunch of things to say how much he loved him. Not to mention Chameleonaire, uh, Britney Spears, even Lady Gaga. Coolio wasn't so cool about it, though. And we know what happened with Coolio. Bruh, he made your song better. I'm sorry. I heard Gangsta Paradise. And it was cool, but it wasn't all that. But when I heard Weird Al do it, it actually made me want to hear the song again, revamp it. So stop hating, bruh. You ever heard Stevie Wonder's version? Mm-hmm. But see, the thing is, Coolio didn't go out to Stevie Wonder now, did he? No. Well, yeah. He did? His version was like 20 years after Stevie Wonder's. Oh, you mean did he go after? No. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I thought Stevie Wonder had it, then him. Stevie Wonder went after him for sure, that's for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stevie Wonder, then him, then Word Out. Yep. Yeah. I remember he sent the tape, the original tape he did to Stevie Wonder, and he said, I don't like this. Take the cursing out. And so he did it. <laughs> and then you got this fool. Oh, no, man. For a weird out to come about nowhere. Just amazing. Weird. Some Strawberry Hill Croat. And the crazy part is, did you see that one song, Tacky? Oh, God, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm tacky. That came from the song, Because I'm happy. But now it's called, I'm tacky. And then, look at all the actors he had in there. Jet Black, one of the standouts. The guy from Moderate Family. The Asian lady from, uh, what's your, I forgot what show she was on. I know we had the people from The Office on there, too. I can't remember what show did she come from. Oh, I think she's a comedian. Who, Margaret Cho? Yeah, she's a comedian. Oh yeah, she's funny as hell. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So yeah, she's a comedian. Cause that's what he did. He took that song, had all actors and comedians actually do that video. Oh, yeah, and he's great friends with a lot of people. And when he came out with, cause I performed this way. Uh, <laughs> that really messed me up when he took that lady gaga song and he was like oh i can't even describe it man came out of an egg the man had this weird tutu ballerina thing going on oh uh, his face was like he had just got smacked in the face with an ink block weird out gotta be a vampire or something and then he makes this song. And not to mention, his mustache is in the Mustache Hall of Fame. How do you do that? He didn't even know. He got a call saying his mustache is in the Mustache Hall of Fame. Uh, Bring it back to me, is what he probably said. <laughs> and I couldn't believe that when I heard it. But yeah, Lily, Weird Al did not know his mustache was in the Hall of Fame. Amazing. Weird Al mustache in the Hall of Fame. And that's just good about Weird Al's trying to been there since the beginning. The first single he released is Weird Al. Um, did... Where's the image? I am so weak. That is nice. Told you. He, made, he, he didn't even know he made the Hall of Fame. It was a shock to him when they called him with the announcement. Yeah. I, I heard... Like his charm has been there since the beginning. The first single he ever released was a parody of the Mac My Sharona, and he called it My Baloney. <laughs> he did it just so he could have something to play on his favorite radio show, the Dr. Demento show. And I've been listening to every week. He recorded it in his college bathroom, and the guy from the Mac happened to be listening that night. Ooh, and opportunity. He liked, he liked it so much, he signed. He had Weird Al signed to Columbia Records. Imagine and that. Just think of all the millions Columbia Records have made off that name. Weird Alfred. And the crazy part is, Michael Jackson. Come on, man. You took two of his biggest songs, Eat It and uh, Fat, Fat <laughs> and blew it up. Literally. As big as he did. 
He was the king of pop, but you was the king of parodies. King of popping buttons on pants. Like, seriously, because I'm fat, you know it. I'm like, oh, my God. And then like had the whole scene when they was down there talking to him, like, come on, man, you want this? He's like, no, nah, I'm all right. He's like, if you ain't fat, you ain't nothing. Also, he's like, if you ain't fat, you ain't nothing. Give him the stare. Uh, so you just see him blow up like a balloon. He like one of them kids from Willy Wonka when he pop buttons. Violet, you're turning violet. There was one other artist who actually turned down a Weird Al parody. Who? Slim Shady. He was going to do a parody of Lose Yourself called Couch Potato. Eminem wouldn't let him make a music video to it, so Weird Al saw no point in doing it because most of his gags, as you see, rely on music videos. Sure, the song is funny to listen to by itself, but when you get the music video going, it is another world of funny. Eminem, I mean, Weird Al knew that losing that meant the song wouldn't be as good. So he canceled it. Thanks, Eminem. Well, you gotta understand, Eminem is his own destroyer. Oh, yeah, he's made very good of that. But I kind of feel him because he's already going through a lot of controversies and people are already picking at him and all that. Right. So he don't want to give them more ammo. And they still won't leave Haley's name out of crap. They still talking about Kim and his family life. And I can understand how he kind of like the one to stay back. I mean, you got to understand, Eminem only strikes when you strike at him. And you see Machine Gun Kelly. I'm just saying, Machine Gun Kelly should have left it alone. And I think he put juice in her. He did. And got Mike Tyson. Yep. So he laughed in a lot of people's face. Again, but Machine Gun Kelly should have left Eminem's mouth. I mean, left Eminem's name out of his mouth. You opened that can of worms that you really didn't want to open. Like he said, same with Josh, same with Zeno. Same with Mariah Carey. Well, Ja and Benzino kind of got roped in because the beef was 50. Yeah. But they made a mistake of mentioning Eminem's family because they didn't think that he would be as ruthless as he was. But my thing is, he had already destroyed his own enemies. Why would you go poking that bear? You thought you was above him or something? Because when he got done with John, y'all record labels dropped. Shit, you see what he did to his own mama. So I'm like, bruh, some things you should just leave alone. And y'all went and poked the bird too many times. And you brought the full force of that demon out. And then so, you see Lint Biscuit. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was Fred so Durst looked like a whole grandpa now. That was so bad. But again, no one ever said anything afterwards. Once M burned them, no one ever replied. You know that? Like they had beef, but then he killed that. He sent that kill shot. Machine Gun Kelly straight changed careers. Like he went from right. rapping in the booth to making whiny music with the guitar. <laughs> he went playing YTs on us. Well, that was his fault because he was walking around talking about a bowl of cereal, so Eminem got a bowl of cereal. And said, oh, this your bolster? And then he took the bolster and turned it down and pulled it out. I was like, wow. I literally watched both videos. And I said to myself, kid, you walking down the street eating a bowl of cereal talking about how you're going to bury the master. Would you just admit it that he's the master? <laughs> then when he attacked you, with a light song, because he didn't want to hurt you. He just wanted you off his ass. You came out with another song that pissed him off. So then he crushed it. Then you call, and he's like, you know what, little man? I'm, I'm trying to make peace. Eminem tried to make peace first. He's like, I already hurt the dude's career. Let me stop. Let me apologize. You know, I, he's still here, and I'm here. But then he made it sound like some other type stuff. So Eminem was like, you know what? Forget about it. You don't say nothing about me. I don't say nothing about you. And that's after, and that's when Machine Gun Kelly switched careers. And then you seen what he did to Diddy in that same song against Kelly. Yeah, he always throw undercuts. 
See what he did to Jay Z. Shit, fuck the undercut. He straight said Diddy sent out the hit that got Tupac ice. That's it. He said undercut. <laughs> there ain't no damn undercut. That's a damn accusation. <laughs> He didn't physically say. He said the day you put out a hit is the day Diddy admits he'll put out the hit that got Pac killed. Again, <laughs> it's kind of like undiscretion there. <laughs> because we can't. Well, people know I'm not a Biggie fan anyway. Everybody know I have always been a Pac fan. So that's normal. And I don't like Biggie music playing in the house. The people playing Biggie music, I usually go outside or I close my door and play something else because I don't roll with Biggie. And I don't really roll with New York, but the thing is, Pac represented Cali so hard to the point where I, for a while, you would have thought he was from Cali. Him and Snoop, two of most, two America's most wanted. Then all these other great songs. And I'm like, okay, man, I feel like you from Cali, bro. So I recognize you as being a Californian. But, like I said, you know, that's just how things go. I'm a St. Louis boy, but I just know how things are in certain areas. And I ain't going to say how I know that, but I'm just going to say I know. And the understanding that, no, when somebody got that much heart to the point where they pump it in and they build a career and they continue to live there instead of running off somewhere else, they steal in their home block. And then they die on that soil. That makes you... 100. Pac got hit somewhere else. But guess what? He was still 100. My boy went and he represented that Cali lifestyle to the point to the point where most Cali cats is like, man, he one of us, dog. We claim him now. You ever seen that uh that race? Uh what was it called? Uh it was it was on the uh David Chappelle show. And it was uh Oh man, I'm trying to think. Remember when the uh like when you go play football and all the college kids go up there and they up on the line to see what team picks them? I think so. It's been a minute. But it's called a uh not recruiting uh you know, like when you like you got all the kids there, and they announce what team picked them up. Like what, like team captains, like I chose you, I chose. Yeah, you. it's like a trade, like. Yeah, you know, like when they first get to, huh? Draft. Yeah, the draft. Yeah, the draft. So they call it the race draft, and they going down the line picking out like black people, white people. And what one? They took uh, Colin Powell, and he was adopted on the white folks. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, wow, this is so crazy how this go. And Pac is like that. He was drafted by Cali, and they represented him all the way to the foot. Hell, they started wars over this dude. They did. So that should let you know how real Cali was when they took him in. They like, oh, bruh. They killed you? Oh, it's on. We going. That's it. And next thing you know, you had the East and West going heads up. Cats was getting smoked left and right over that. You better not worry East. Anything that said New York and Cali, boy, they will blow your head. Then when they went to New York, sugaring them, and they like, yeah, we in your city now. What? Where y'all at? And the dog pound filmed that video yet? <laughs> what got me was when Shoot Knight went in and tried to pro try to recruit people from New York to disrespect New York. Amazing. Tomorrow, about if you want to be, if you want to make videos where your producer ain't all in your videos, you need to come to Cali. Huh? No. Might, might be upstairs. I said it might be upstairs. I don't know. And I'm sitting there like, oh, there's some tea in there. You want some tea? That's sweet. In, in my cup. In Thor's cup. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's crazy. How they was getting down and all that stuff. I ain't drink out of it. I use my other cup. But 
it's already mixed up. I just use that to stir it up. And I'm sitting there saying, that's crazy how strong that was. But you got to look at it. When you come down to David Chappelle, he does some uh, some very questionable shows. Very, very questionable shows. Very funny shows, though. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's the Chappelle show. Chappelle show. Chappelle show. Why he Man. comes after the trans community so hard, I'll never know. But otherwise, it's funny as hell. I said questionable. Remember? I did say questionable. Remember when he almost got stabbed on stage? <laughs> and then Chris ran out of clothes. Chris ran out of clothes. Is that Will Smith? Well, what got me was the kill, huh? I know, we supposed to smoke it. Well, what got me what? what? I'm sorry. But what got me was the crazy part was when I was sitting there and I was watching one of his shows and the dude was talking about the dudes in the halfway house. And the dude was like, I just won the lobby. Yay. And I see you know, everybody in the halfway house breaking out plastic bags, rubber gloves. <laughs> dude come in talking to him, talking about, uh, so what happened to him, man? I don't know what happened. I heard he moved out. Dude walked around with gold rings on his chain. <laughs> He like, man, what about him? Man, what you know, man? What you know? He like, I'm just asking. Him. And then we ain't got discuss the racist black guy, the Klansman. Oh my God. I can't understand you. A blind man who thought he was white, who grew up in the KKK. And the only one that knew he was black was his longtime friend. And caretaker, and he's like, "Well, why come you didn't tell me he was black?" Come on, man, are you crazy? You probably all for yourself. I'm like, "Wow, David, come on." And then to mention Tyrone, oh my god, I forgot about that one. Peanut butter and crab sandwich. Crab sandwich. Ah. Uh, Peanut butter crab sandwich. It ain't no better when he sold that woman house <laughs> and had a big crack party. <laughs> so he sold my house under market value. And he had a big crack party. Here's the flyer. What happened to all the money? <laughs> and then not to mention their homeboy, Ashy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, like I say, Dave Chappelle had a lot of crazy moments, folks. So you gotta give my boy his his props. Gotta give that man his props. He 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 had some dark sides, but at the same time, he had some funny sides too. Like when he was on Saturday Night Live, him and Chris Rock, and they was doing the whole <laughs> Trump thing when they were like, "Oh, but we still got California." Up, oh, we lost California. And David Chappelle, like, really? You thought so? And then it keeps going, and then I'll say, no, Chris Rock pops up. And he's like, what are we going to do? This is unfair. No one knows how this feels. They both look at each other like, really? Really? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, God, that was horrible. And this is on Saturday Night Live. This ain't even on the David Chappelle show. This is Saturday Night Live. Amazing. I don't know what's going on with Alec Baldwin. And I mean, they tried to hold him responsible for whatever happened, yay or nay. I don't know which way to take it, but Alec Baldwin has always been cool with me, and I'm not gonna be judgmental. So until they can prove that he actually caused it or knew it, then I'm still gonna be an Alec Baldwin fan because accidents happen. Somebody put a loaded gun on set, and he didn't know. He just shot it like the movie said, and, you know, it went off. Now, unlike Jason Lee, Bruce Lee's son, well, Brandon Lee, I mean, Brandon Lee, who caught the bullet where somebody loaded live rounds in there doing the crow, which they say didn't look like an accident, but then they labeled it an accident, but it didn't look like an accident. And we all know because he was the son of Bruce Lee, because his father died from a mysterious overdose, and Bruce Lee never did drugs. Mm -hmm. 
he had an allergic reaction to a medication and what I heard. Yeah, drug overdose. Yeah, it's a shame it both happened on movie sets. And it's strange, ain't it? Both men that died for their craft. Which the Astro, I mean, I, I, masters or the Astro leaders of the arts uh, yeah. did not want it to be taught. And they told Bruce Lee, you're going to die for giving out the secrets. And guess what? He died. Mysteriously. Mysteriously. And then his son, who also did those things, like his father. Also mysteriously dies on a movie set. <laughs> Let's just be glad his daughter ain't doing it. Or she might uh, mysteriously have a freak accident. So, yeah. I mean, it was crazy because of how things went. And the biggest part of these conspiracies that I look at is, come on, what is the odds? Father and son both died on set of their own movies because he destroyed and broke the rules and they didn't like it. You know, it's the funny thing I'm learning as well. Their father, Bruce Lee's father, was also an actor. He didn't die on set, but he was an actor and he was also an opera singer. Was he? Yep. Lee Hui Shun. Lee Hui Shun. So they took the lad, they took his father's first name and turned it as his last name? No, in Asian customs, the name that's shown first is the last that's name. name. Yeah. Or the surname, the family name is still Lee. They just put it first in Chinese, Japanese, and Korean, and other uh, random. But when it comes to America, it's swapped around. Yep. Like, if it Kim were an Americanized Jong name, it would be Hui Chen Lee. Like in Kim Jong Un, does Kim Jong Il, and in Kim Jong Un, like that's Kim. Exactly. Exactly. Kim is the family name. It's a scary name. Sorry, oh, yeah, I don't still don't mean I want to be caught in the room alone with them and I piss them off. <laughs> Man, I heard he took out his own family members right on down the line to gain that power. I mean, you see Kim Jong Nam. So, just saying, don't know, folks. Not my place to judge, but it is my place to say it's time to head on out and a good night to everybody. J Kingdom out, LG out. Blessed be. Love you all. Be safe. Stay to the path. Uh, I can go up here and deal with this. Thank you.
Thank you. 